0: We're up, to Daf, Alef, Amid Alef. We're up to the top line. The Gemara de Kasha yesterday, if you have a, a piece of parchment that was known to be the wife's, it was known that it was hers, she brought it into the marriage herself. All of a sudden, he has it, and he wrote a get on it. So the question is, do we trust the fact that she gave it over to him with a proper Kenyan, or did she not really, right? He has to own the, the, the get in order to give it to her. So the question is, when he gives it to her, when she gives it to him to write on it, do we think that she actually understands the laws of kinyanum well enough to realize that you can't borrow it? Like, she knows she's going to get it back with the get written on it. Does she have in mind to have a full, you know, it's like any like, you know, can I borrow this? It's yours that you could walk away with it. Does she, do we trust the fact that she gives over the shtar as a full kinyan to the extent that if the husband wants to keep it and not write a get on it, he can or do you say, no, that we, th- we assume she only gave it knowing she's going to get it back, which is not a real Kenyan, which means she didn't really have Gemir's Das to give it, in which case it's not a good get. So the Gemara brings a source. I have a source that we could trust that people will give over a shtar in a full way. What's the source? Orev. Orev is a guarantor, right? So generally, if I wanted to, by the way, who writes a shtar? The one who's the borrower writes the shtar that he borrowed money. We had that yesterday. Not the lender. The lender doesn't write it. The borrower. Now generally, if you're borrowing money from me, right? so I'm lending you the money, but let's say you're like, I'd rather have a guarantor. So my father's the guarantor. So generally what would happen is that as you're writing up the shtar with the witnesses, the guarantor just signs at the bottom, I am the guarantor. (laughs) But what happened over here was, this is the case, (laughs) what happened was, after it was already signed and delivered and I'm the bo- and I'm the lender and I have the star, we find a guarantor a week later. You take the document, just sign at the bottom, PS, I am the guarantor. Now you didn't do that in the presence of witnesses. So the halacha is it's a good guarantor. Everything's done. Everything's done, you just wrote postscript. PS So I, the money was everything was, lent, but was now now Correct. The guarantor signed at the very end, after the Edim were already not there. Now, the halacha is, it's valid, meaning by you writing your name, you are the guarantor, but I could only collect from you from liquid cash. I can't collect from you from property that you sold. Right? Meaning, if let's say you're the guarantor on $1,000 and the money is due on June 1st, I can now go get the $1,000 from you, but what I can't do is I can't go to property that you sold and take it away from you. There's no lien on the property. Why? It makes a lot of sense. A lien on the property, we had this about, I think, Shabbos, last Shabbos, two Shabbos, two Shabbos go. lien on a property only works when people are aware that there's a lien on the property. Right? If I bought land from my father, if I know there's a lien on the property, then it's buyer beware. If no one knows there's a lien on the property, that's not fair. So because you signed that you're the guarantor after the aides were already not there, it was between us no one knows that there's a lien on the property therefore we're not going to create a lien on the property to protect the buyers but it does work now here's the kasha how does it work doesn't he have to own the star right the guarantor has to own the star when he when he gives it that's one of the halachas that the star has to belong to the borrower or in this case the guarantor so what i did is i gave you the star you signed on the bottom, you gave it back to me. Meaning, when I gave you the star, I gave it to you as a hakna. So the same way I gave, I'm the borrower, the halacha is that the star has to belong to the lender or the guarantor. Over here, the star didn't belong to you, you just signed a postscript. So how'd you get it? Someone gave it to you, right? I gave it to you, right? I have the star. I'm the borrower. You show up and you're like, hey, I'll be the guarantor. So I give you the star and i say by you taking the star it's yours you pick it up then you write postscript you give it back that works so who holds it who holds it? so the bar the, the borrower the, the the lender holds it but the point is but i had to give it to you and it had to be a full kenyan First of all, either one. Either one. Someone's got to give it to you, right? It's not your document. But you're the one, the guarantor, which means it's supposed to be your document. So how do you get it? Someone gave it to you. What do you see? You can give someone a document and have in mind for them to acquire it. What's the difference between me giving me, the borrower, giving you the document, having you in mind to acquire it, or the wife giving him the paper, having in mind for the husband to acquire it, to give it back? What's the difference? In both cases, you know you're going to get it back. In both cases, we assume that it was a full Kenyan Ravashi Mike Kusher actually that's not a good source Dilma it's not a good source I'll tell you why over here we're talking about a borrower a lender and guarantor we all understand the laws of Kenyan and we all understand exactly what has to get done if I give you the paper we're businessmen I say listen it has to be a full Kenyan you say it's a full Kenyan. Over here, though, we're talking about a nice lady who has a piece of parchment as part of her family heirlooms, and she's giving it to the husband. We still don't know whether she knows enough to be makhne and legomri. The fact that you could bring a raya that in court or, or whatever businessmen know what they're doing is not indicative that you could trust a woman who doesn't understand the laws of kinyanam as well, not because they were illiterate, but because she knows that it's her husband. She knows that she's going to get it back. It's not a great source. The fact that the fact that someone who's a loiva and a malva are able to be makneshtaris to each other is not indicative that a woman will understand that when she gives the paper to the husband in order for him to write a get, she's going to get it back fully. Like that's. That's not fair to necessarily apply the two cases. So the Gemara says, meaning, in other words, we're looking for a source whereby a shtar, by a get, a woman gives the paper to the husband, has in mind that it should be his legamri, and he gives it back to her, and that works. That's what we're looking for. So the Gemara says, you know what? I have a source, mefurish. Am mehacha. The Braises says, Isha kaysa says gita, v'ish ish kai shen ki ma geta Gemara says an interesting halach, mamish for this case. Let's see, who's supposed to write the get? The husband, who's supposed to own the paper, the husband. Let's say the husband doesn't know how to write. So you know what she could do? The wife can write the get for him. Take the paper, write the whole get, hand it to him. Say it's yours. Acquire it, and then she gives it back. And the opposite is also true. He can write her a receipt. Meaning they both are have. They both don't know how to write with their own thing. But they so that wife can write the get, own the paper, write the get, why hand it to the husband. No, he has to own the get. So why she own Because she's the only one who knows how to write. uh, Why is she owning it when she writes it? Because it's her paper. The case is a woman has a paper, knows how to write a get, writes it, hands it to the husband, says it's yours, he picks it up, and he gives it back to her. So you see that there's a very clear case that a wife can hand the get to the husband, have him acquire it, and it gives it back to her. And we don't think that it's not a real Kenyan. It's a real Kenyan. It's a Kenyan. It's a Kenyan. Yeah he can't read what she's doing can't she put something in the get that no so it could know. be it could be it's not that she, he, he can't read and write I'm not saying that he can't read and write but she's she has a better handwriting or she's a calligraphy artist whatever it is the point is for whatever reason she's writing the get on her paper handing it to the husband the husband acquires to give it back and you see that that's not a problem halachically okay Amirava. very interesting halacha it's like a lambdash halacha in yeshiva the halakha is that the husband has to give the wife the get. So, this is what the husband wants to do. We also know there's a concept called kinyan chotzer. Kinyan chotzer means, right, the husband has to give her a get. Let's say the husband doesn't hand it to her, but he throws it in her yard. That works because the chotzer is kind of. The husband's clever. The husband writes the get on the hand of his slave, his slave. Then he gives, he delivers the slave to her with. In emancipation, with with a letter of a gift that the slave belongs to her, so he gives her the slave, so she acquires a slave. At that moment that she acquires a slave, the slave becomes her chotzer, her property, and then her chotzer is koyne, the star that's on his hand. So it's chotzer, meaning you you're acquiring it both at the exact same time. So you you write a get and you hand it to the slave. You don't have to write it on his hand, but I just picked a case of a hand. So you write a get and you hand it to the slave. So the slave is now holding. Now, this is not a good get yet because the slave belongs to him. But, because l'shtar matana olav, and then you give the slave a document that says, you are hereby gifted to my wife, she picks up the document, acquires the slave. But the second she acquires the slave, the slave becomes her chatzar. And by being her chatzar, the chatzar is kind. That's how it works. And it's going directly from the husband to the wife. It's not like, you know, it's not like you gave it to someone else in between. It's straight from husband to wife, but it's working in this at the same time, it's working Alt Kinyan Now, what's interesting is you see that the slave is working mitzad chhatzar. Here's the shaila. The problem is it's called the chhatzar mahalechas. That's called a moving chhatzr. A moving chhatzar is not effective. Meaning. For someone to acquire something from a chatzar, the chatzar has to have a boundary, right? I throw it in your backyard, your backyard's fenced in, it's your property, it goes in. For a slave to be a chatzar, he's a moving chatzar. The problem is, from a Kenyan perspective, a moving chatzar is not considered a chatzar in halacha. So it's very nice that you have a clever chap that he makes him the chotzer, right? Because she owns him, and therefore she's her property. So he's her property, and therefore by him having the get, it goes to her. But that's called the chotzer ma'aleches. So that's a moving and Moving chotzer is not effective. So the Gemara says, Rava, I'm sorry, v'amai, chotzer See, it's a moving chotzer. The chatzar like le'kana. And it's not effective. So you'll say, okay, the problem is the slave is moving. So I'll tell the slave, freeze, stop. He'll stand still you'll tell us you stand still so then he's acquired because he's a chotzer and he's not moving the problem is in halacha, anytime someone can move if he can move it's a problem then it's a problem even if he if he doesn't move the very fact that he can move meaning the problem within Eved is that he's a Hudson he's a moving chotzer. then even if he doesn't move it's still it's still not effective because he's vulnerable by the very fact that he could move said any time that if you were to move it wouldn't work then having him freeze also because he could just move whenever he wants so you know what's the only time that it works the case is where she tied up the slave so he acquires the slave, the slave becomes the chatzar then you, buy, you tie up the slave to a, to a rock, so he can't move at all his mom is stuck there then it's a chatzar that's not malachas that's the way it works Okay, so that's the chidosh of the gimmar. So the Chiddush of the Gemara is that a bound slave that she acquires becomes her Chatzar, and at the same time, the Chatzar kind of the get. Okay. And it only works when he's bound. Let's go another case. Rava said a similar thing, but instead of a, a bound slave being a chatzor, he actually referred to an actual Chatzar. am Rava. He is very interesting. The, 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 the husband has a backyard. Right? He takes a get, throws it in his backyard. Is it a good get? No, because it's in his backyard, not her backyard. Then he hands her a document that says, you own the backyard. So she acquires the backyard. And by proxy, she acquires, it's mamish the same thing, but instead of a, a bound slave, it's a actual chatzah. So the Gemara says, Now the question is, why do you need both? They're both telling you the same thing, that you're acquiring the chatzar, and at the same time you're acquiring what's on the chatzar, so one case it's a bound slave, and one case it's an actual backyard. Why do you need both? What's the chiddush in both? It's like, I'll tell you the chiddush. You know what the chiddush of a is? Two cases. You'll tell me if both work. The first case is what we had. Husband throws a get in his backyard, then he gives her as a gift the backyard, she acquires the backyard, and she acquires the get. Good? Good. What if the opposite? Husband goes to your backyard, throws it in your backyard, then you write a gift to her. She acquires the backyard, and she acquires the get. Also good? Husband, instead of throwing it into his backyard, throws it into Menasha's backyard. Then Menasha, The Menasha gives her as a gift his backyard, she acquires the backyard, and she acquires the get. Is that good? No why? because the get didn't go directly from the husband to her the get went from the husband to Menashe ineffectively Menashe gave a get to someone else's wife that's the problem so the Gemara said because it didn't go directly right? The, the husband or the husband's shliach or the husband's chotzer has to give it directly to the wife in this case when the husband gave it to your backyard he put it in your backyard then, when he, then in essence without appointing you a shliach you tried to divorce his wife or her so the reason why, so it doesn't always work. So the chiddush of the chadzer is that we're not gezer in the first case, lest you come to do it in the second case. Meaning, not every case of chadzer works. It only works when the husband puts it in his backyard, then sells her the, his backyard, so she is, it's going directly from him to her. Through, yes, through this weird chadzer thing. But it would not work if the husband were to give it to Menashe's backyard and then Menashe were to sell it, because then it's not going from the husband to the wife, it's going from the husband to someone else and not as a shliach. So because not every case of Chatzar works, the chiddush is that we allow some cases of Chatzar to work, and we're not geyser, if you're making one case, you might come to be making the other case. That's that's the chiddush of Chatzar. The chidosh of Eved is very simple. When does an Eved work? When he's bound down, right? Only when he's bound up. And if he's walking, it's no good. So the chidosh of the Eved is that we're not Geyser, You might come to do it when he's not bound. Right? The only case of the case of Eved, right? You give a get to your slave, and then you sell the slave, to, you give a get the slave to her, so she's kind of the slave, and then he's the chatzor, kind of this get. But it only works when he's tied up. So you might think that we should be geyser. It shouldn't work even when you're tied up. Gezerah, you might come to do it when you're not tied up. Kamash Malin no. There's a the by but you need both. Okay. So point is though, you're seeing that the case, let's go with the case of the chatzer. The case of the chatzer. The case of the chatzer, right? Okay. The case of the chutzner is so the husband throws a get into his backyard, yeah. So now it's his; it's in his backyard. Then he gifts the chutzner to the wife. Amrabaya. It's about nine lines from the bottom. Second word on line. So then he gifts his backyard to the wife, so she acquires the backyard, and therefore she acquires the the, the get through the kinyan chutzner. The Gemara just has this, it's a strange kasha because it's just, it's a little funny because I think Gemara's answer is pretty like obvious about it. The Gemara just wants to know, a get, for it to, for you to be able to give a get, you have to be able to give it even balkarcha, right? Get is unique, that you could divorce your wife against your will. In this case, could you do this against her will? No. Because you can't gift someone a backyard. Meaning, the, you're only getting the get because you're acquiring it through a chatzor. Through acquiring the chutzpah, you cannot acquire a chutzpah against your will. I can't give you a gift against your will. No, but if if I say I refuse, I say here's 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 here. You want you want my car as a gift? No, I okay, can't. Okay, what am I gonna do? I can't. Zakhel <laughs> the means we assume that you'd be happy with it. But if the guy says no, you can't do it against your will. So in essence, over here, for it to be a divorce, it has to be able to work against your will. This can't work against your will because. The, the yes, the get is being acquired, but it's being acquired through accepting a gift and accepting a gift cannot be done against your will. So isn't that a problem? For getting to work, it has to work, Bal Karchai. this doesn't work Balkarchai because it's going through accepting a gift, and a gift can't be done balkarcher. Um, uh, I don't understand. Right, what is the source that a works for her to receive a get? Because it's an extension of her hand. But wait a minute. Receiving a get, she's able to receive a get, both willingly or against her will. So a should also have to work, whether it's willingly or against you. Well, over here... Hamatana. When it comes to a gift, mm-hmm. you can't receive a gift against your will. So then, it's hard for this to say that this could work. If if by a get it has to be able to work against your will, this doesn't work against your will. So it's a strange kasha because the get still works against your will. It's that the only way I get the get is through a gift. So yeah, the no, gift doesn't work that's against that's your will. But, but 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 why are you? The Gemara is assuming that. Every aspect of the get, and even how you get there, how you how you ended there, how you uh, you know how you how you got to that that conclusion, has to be done al It has to be able to be done bal karche. Davka. I mean, it's it's the gemara. I'll prove it to you. Your whole kasha is that again, receiving a get has to be done balkarchai. Over here, the only way you receive the get is by acquiring the chotzer, and the chotzer cannot be acquired al So it's a problem. The answer is okay. Shlichus. What about shlichus? Could a, a wife appoint a, a someone to accept her get for her? Yes. If the wife says, listen, I don't want to see my husband anymore, she gets her best friend, you accept the get for me. Does that work? Yeah. Could you appoint a shleach against your will? No. Do we have a problem with that? No. Why? Because the get can be received, Bal chai. The question is, the, the, the vehicle, to get to the get, yeah, the vehicle maybe could be done only barat own. But as long as the get can be received, I don't see the issue. You hear what I'm saying? I, I don't see the issue. The Gemara says, you're telling me that it's a problem because the chotzer can only be acquired as a gift, so how could it be the proxy of receiving the get? So you can't appoint a Shlich against your will. And you Shlichus yet works. So what does it show you? It shows you we don't care about the vehicle to receive the get. As long as the receiving of the get can be done by Al-Karachai, I don't care about how you get there. Yeah, the receiving of the get can be done by al I, in this case, the only way you receive the get is through doing it by Okay, who cares? What's the difference? So the Gemara says, Abaya, why is Abaya bothered by this? It's a pretty clear objection. Shlichus, is only done beratzon, and shlichas is a vehicle to receive a get. Abaya's response is that, First of all, shlichas is not learned out from v'yada. Yada, chatzar, is learned out differently than shlichas. So it could be shlichas is only done beratzon, but chatzar, he feels, has to be able to be done bal chai, because chatzar is learned out from yada, as opposed to shlichas, which is v'shalach v'shilcha, the extra hey. So because Chutz is learned out from Yoda, and just Yoda has to be done by karachai. So the Chutz has to be done by karachai. So therefore, he doesn't like the equation of Chutz to Shlichus. The Yivo Yisaim or another answer, he'll respond by Shlichus. Also, there is a possibility of Shlichus against your will. Right? Again, he he was wondering by by chotzer, What bothers him is the only way I'm receiving the get in this case is because by acquiring a chatzar, and you can only acquire a beratzon, but I thought a get is always balkarchai, It could be done balkarchai. So the response to him is, what about shlichas? Right, You're receiving a get balkarchai, but you're doing it through a shliach, a is only balkarchai. So your response. there is a case of bal balkarchai. There is a case where you accept shlichas against your will. what's the case? If you have a, a father, a girl's 11 years old, the husband, if he wants to give a get to the girl, he can. But if he wants to give a get to the father, that's also effective. Why? Because the father halachically serves as her shliach. That's against her will. The husband can give a, a father a get for the daughter against everybody's will. And the father's reception is effective. Why? Because he's a shliach. That's an example of shlichah's bal karcha. I know, it's it's it's, a, it's a funny. It's a salah. It's, it's, it's funny. I I connect more with the response than the kasha. Okay, now let's go back to it. Now, the Mishnah said that if um, the husband can write a get on the hand of the slave, and then just hand her the slave, or he could write a get on the horn of a cow and just hand her the cow. The kasha is, I understand why the hand of the slave, you can't cut off the hand, because that's maiming a person. That's not allowed. Why don't, instead of giving her the whole cow, why can't you just cut off the horn? Right? You wrote the get on the, on the horn, on the shifer, and then you have to give her the whole cow. Why? Just shut, cut off the horn and give her the horn. Why do, you, why do you have to give her the whole cow? So Gemara says, I am the understand the hand of the slave, go to the next page. I am the the hand of the slave, that you have to hand to the whole slave. You can't cut off the arm because that's inhumane. For when it comes to the horn, why do you have to give her the whole cow? Just cut off the horn. The answer is the Pasuk says you write the get and deliver it. There has to be no, um, it has to be that it's deliverable right after writing. If you have to do something else, right? why can't you write a get when it's attached to the ground? Write it, sign it when it's attached to the ground then just cut it and give it to her because that's v'kasa v'nasan. It has to be that it's written, and then re- and then you can give it, as opposed to here, it's vikosa, vikotsa, vinosan. Anytime you have to do something in between in order to make it receivable, that's an issue. So if you're telling me that you have to be able to cut it, that would be a problem. Rather, it has to be you could just write it and deliver it. The only way to do that is without cutting the shayfer off. Yeah. Oh, why is that? So if it's on a giant piece of parchment that can't be carried, let's make believe, then it would also not be good. Um... No, uh, I think the point is, I don't, um, you know, so Tyson says, first of all, it's not just cutting, it's cutting from its from its source. It's only considered cutting when it's cutting from where it grows, as opposed it's to your case. The line, the yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 that's what Rashi says. that. That's what Tyson says. Okay, it's interesting. I, I mean, the question is, if you did it, would it make a puzzle? I don't think so. Yeah, by the way, Tesis brings out Raya. They talked about cutting in between. It, cutting is not the problem. It's cutting from something that, where it grows. That's the problem. Okay, that's, that's what Gemara says. Okay. Um, quick Gemara to the Mishnah, just back and forth, quick drush, it's very easy. The Rav Yossi HaGlili said that the, the Tanakama <laughs> felt that you could write the get on the hand of a slave and hand the slave, or on the horn of a cow and hand the cow. Rav Aglili says you cannot write the get on anything that's living or growing. So that's Rav So the Gemara wants to know, what's the source? My time what's Rav source, that you cannot write a get on the hand of a slave or on the cor- horn of a cow? Tanya, safer. The pastor says you give her safer chrisos. Safer means a scroll. Aileyella safer. Safer. I only know that you could write a scroll. How do I know that you could write on other things? Parchment, detached leaves, gold. The cost of is inclusive. Anything written on. So why does it say safer if you could write on anything? Why does it say a scroll? Just like a scroll is not living and it's not food. So too you can't write on anything that's living or that is food. So... Huh? It's not, be right on the phone. I guess he would say forget. It's out. Now, that's because he interprets safer as being a scroll and it has to be like a scroll. So, how did the Rabbanon respond? Rabbana, the Rabbanon say, safer doesn't mean a scroll. If it would say, you'd be right. The Rabbanon say the word safer does not mean a scroll. It means safer, kresis means it's telling you what the content is. Let's grab a tissue for one second, sorry, mm-hmm. brother. Good morning, everybody. We have a good time? Meeting time. The time. The word Sefer Kresos, according to the Rabbanon, is not an actual scroll. It's telling you what is the content of the get. Sefer means um, the story, like Sipur. Sefer Crisus means you have to write on a paper or write on anything. Sefer Crisus. A description of how your relationship is over. So safer is not the, the item of which you write on, it's a description of what you're writing. A safer Crisus means a story of divorce. So the Rabon's response is: the word safer doesn't tell you anything about the writing material. It's spheres of also. It's coming to tell you what you're describing, which is that our marriage is over. So what did the rabbanan do with vikasav, which Rav used to in, to include other materials, not just a scroll. The Rabbanu used vikasav to tell you you cannot divorce a wife with money. Meaning? Right, but it doesn't mean this form. Correct. So could you use a, a, computer, a computer base? Well, that's interesting. It's a good trial. Not sure. It's a good child. Uh, according to you, you, you maybe not, don't have, you can have yeses, it's a good No, my, my, my point is your cash is good, that according to the Rabbana, that Kosav is not telling you that it has to be a maisek siva, it has to be that it's not cash. Perhaps you don't need a classic ma'isakseva with a sefater, or Perhaps they agree that it needs a ma'isakseva. I'm not sure, but anyway, the gemara says. So what do they do with kasav? It's to tell you you cannot divorce with money. Meaning, if you hand a woman hundred dollars and say haraamigureshesli zu, it's not effective. Why would I think it's effective? Because there's a general rule, as we're going to have over this Masechta and the next Masechta, that we connect Gittin to kadushin. There's always a connection between Gittin and kadushin. So just like Kedushin, how you acquire Kedushin, you hand her a ring and you say, Harei So you might think that you could divorce her by also handing her a ring and say, Harei The answer is, the pasuk is saying not like that. They're fundamentally working differently. One is to sever the relationship, and one is to build the relationship. Cash helps build it; it doesn't help sever it. The Gemara says because <laughs> of I You might think <laughs> <laughs> that we connect get into kedushin because <laughs> of just like building the marriage is done with a ring because <laughs> of so. To you might think you could do divorce with a ring or without a document. Kamash <laughs> Malon. So that's how the Rabbana learned that. Uh, that's what they do with Kasa. What does Rav Yosi? How does Rav Yosi know this? <speaking in Hebrew> he learns that from the word safer. <speaking in> he <Hebrew> from the word safer. The <speaking in Hebrew> what do they do with the word safer? <speaking in Hebrew> you know what they say? The word safer, Kisa, teaches you not to not use money, but rather a get has to be that our relationship is over. Meaning, let me explain. Kisa, meaning we're over. If you divorce a woman and you say, on condition, that you hop up on your leg five times, she'll have to hop on her legs five times, it works. But let's say you say, I'm going to divorce you on condition that every Monday night for the rest of your life you eat pizza. Every Monday night for the rest of your life. Allah is not a good get. Why? You cannot make a stipulation that she's bound to you for the rest of her life. Because the whole nature of getting is that she doesn't have to answer you. So if you say that you have to eat pizza for a year, okay, for a year, fine. For the rest of her life, she is not bound to you the rest of her life. Sever kursa, meaning, that the divorce has to end your relationship, that she is not bound to you forever. If a guy gives a wife a divorce and says, on condition you never drink wine again, or you never see your parents again for the rest of your life, ain't the crisis. That's not a get, because the whole nature of a get is she doesn't have to answer you. yom. listen, you want to say for 30 days, on condition you don't see your parents for 30 days, on condition you don't drink wine for 30 days, then 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 yes, it's a divorce. She has to fulfill this stipulation. That's what the that's the used for say for kursa. The learns that out from the extra Vav The darshin That's the end of that discussion. Okay, let's write it. Mishnah says like this. We have this Mishnah on Daf Gimelamid Bays. We understood the sugi according to one opinion. Now we're going to bring two opinions. You're not allowed to write a get on something that's growing from the ground. If you did, then, which by the way is a pretty strange thing because we just told you not to and now we're saying if you did. So, okay, we'll have to address that. Then you have to cut it and then sign it. As long as you didn't sign the signatures of the adam while it's attached to the ground, it's fine. That's a seemingly punch up shot of the mission. Review the Review the disagrees. He says, No, if any part of it is written while it's attached to the ground, it's a problem. Review the Mamisera Omer. You're not allowed to write on a previously erased document or a Diftera which was un, un, unfinished. Why? if you have a paper that's been erased before, if you see with the Sefer you see sometimes that if you open up a Sefer you could see where the cipher had to scratch out some letters. There's like, um, it's it's a little bit like um, discolored, and it's a little thinner. You can't write a get on that. Why? Because the whole point is when the adams sign it, they could look and say, when I signed it, it was never erased. So if it's erased now, that means they altered it afterwards. Once it's already erased once then there's nothing stopping the husband from erasing it a second time, taking out stipulations. I mean, once it's erased, it's already been doctored, you won't be able to identify whether it's doctored a second time. Therefore, you can't sign on a get that was already previously erased, on a document that was already erased. So, fine. <laughs> it's kasa. <Pasuk. laughs> now, here's the kasha. You're not allowed to write, this is the main point, until the end of the daf. You're not allowed to write on attached to the ground because of the Kosav. The question is, what is v'kosav referring to? There's two parts to the get. There's called the tarif, and the, there's really the tarif, the Typhus and the Nasina, but, let, let, but let's talk about tachos. There's two main parts of the get. There's the edam signatures. That's one part. And then there's your name, your wife's name, your city, and the date. So there's like the content and then there's the signatures. The question is, what can I not write when it's attached to the ground? So in order to answer that, you have to define what is Vikasav referring to, right? When the pastor says Vikasav, what is it referring to? So we had a machlaikas earlier in the Masechta, Rav Meir and Rav Lezer, Rav Elazar. Rav Meir feels, de makarti. the main thing is the signatures of the witnesses, which means he's defining Vikasav as being the main thing is the signatures. So according to him, you could write the rest of it when it's attached to the ground. But what you cannot write is the signatures when it's attached to the ground. Rav disagrees. He says, no, you don't even need signatures. You could just have it that you hand it in front of witnesses. So according to him, what's Vikasov? The main content. So according to him, the issue is you can't write the date, the location, and the names when it's attached to the ground, because that's Vikasov. Then you had Rav Yehuda in our Mishnah who says both kasav. Being that, he doesn't hold signatures. that means that the only thing that still matters is the content. Rav Meir holds the signatures on the most important, the content doesn't matter. So the Machlegas is when the Mishnah says, you write it and then just don't sign it when it's attached to the ground, who is this like? Is this like according to Rav Meir or according to Rav Meir? And also one more point, it's clear from the Gemara that even, let's say, according to Rav Meir, right, what's the only thing you can't write when it's attached to the ground? The signatures. We still are Machmer, Lechachila, to have it that you don't write anything that's attached to the ground. Meaning, it's not like we're going to be like, yeah, you could write the main content, write the date, write all that, just cut it off before. Obviously not. The Lichachilah not, but what's the main point? So the question is, Bid the what is the main thing to avoid when it's written when it's attached to the ground? According the to Evelozer, the main content. According to mayor, it's the signatures. According to Yehuda, it's both. So Gemara speaks it out. The Mishnah said not to write it when it's attached to the ground. Then the Mishnah said, well, if you did. So what do you mean? I thought you said, I thought you're not supposed to. So Rav Yehuda Hashmul says, what it means is, you should not write the main content. Meaning, you have to leave off the main content. And who is this like? Rav Elazar, meaning, according to Rav Elazar, their signatures don't matter. So what does matter? The main content. So when the Mishnah says, don't write it, it means the main content. When it says you sign it, it means signing the main content. That's the, It's not the Pashim of how you read it, because Chasmu, we translate it as signatures, but now we're saying Chasmu means the main content. Then this is how you're supposed to read the Mishnah. This is how Rav Elazar reads the Mishnah. Don't write anything of the G'et. There's actually three parts to the get. They're called typhus. Toifis is the standard, uh, the text that's not specific to you. That's just, I am divorcing my wife. Like the main stuff that, you know, like, that's the tofus. like, by aksuba, the toifis would be, you know, and then the toif is the specific parts, the date, the location, the names. So he says, don't write anything. Okay. <speaking in Hebrew> if you did write, then if you wrote the names and the date and the location, which is the Tariff, it's a problem. But if you didn't, it's fine. Because according to Revelazah, the signatures don't matter. Therefore, V'kosfu is referring to the content, the main content of the get. Rish Lakish disagrees. He says, no. This is how we understood in Daf Gimel. Tyson said in Daf Gimel said that that Sugya was according to Rish Lakish. That chasmu Shaninu. No, the Mishnah means very simply. Lich don't write the main content. But if you did, it's fine as long as you signed it when it's detached. Why? Because it follows Rameir. That Eidei Chasimakarti, that the main thing are the signatures. And therefore, when the Post says because of, it's referring to the signatures. So as long as you didn't sign it when it's attached, it's fine. So the is so what do you have to not write when it's attached to the ground? According to our mayor, it's the signatures. according to our Vela, it's the main content. Now just to finish up, meaning you um, have you have a, you have a, a potted plant that has a, it's perforated, so there's a hole in the bottom, and it's sitting on the ground. So you know when it comes to the laws of Shabbos, if you were to pick it up, that would be considered detaching it from the ground. But when it comes to a get, not. I Meaning if you wrote a get and hand it to her, that's not considered like writing on a leaf that's growing, because at the end of the day, it's not attached to the ground. It might get nourishment from the ground, but it's not considered attached for the laws of gin. But, what if I, what if I write it on a leaf in a perforated plant, and then I hand her the plant? So it's on a leaf, but it's not growing from the ground. So it's a machoigus. Why is it not growing from the ground? It's perforated. It's, 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 it's perforated grows nourishment from the ground. It's like mom's potted plants. It's not gro- it's not in the ground. You pick it up. Again, from the laws of Shabbos, it's considered growing, but that's because it's getting nourishment from the ground. So it's Koitzer. But for the laws of getting not. So if I write it on the cheres of the potted plant and hand her the get, hand to the plant, that's fine. What if I wrote it on the leaf? What would be different? So it's machlegis, <laughs> Abayah Amar, Kosher, Rav, puzzle. It's machlegis, Abayah Rav, why? Abaya, Amar, Kosher, Deshaki, Abaya says it's fine, just hand her the plant. The plant's not growing from the ground. It's getting nourishment, but it's not growing. Rav, Amar, Puzzle gzer Shami, Yiktayim. Rav says the problem is we're afraid that instead of giving her the plant, you're going to cut the leaf off and that you're not allowed to do even if it's not growing from the ground, you can't have it that you wrote it on something living and then you cut it off. So although technically if you just give her the whole plant, it works, we're afraid you might come to forget and cut off the leaf, which then would trigger the problem of the vikotsa which would be an issue. I will stop here. And...